Guys, how are we doing? And welcome to another episode of the Nick Lockwood Coaching Podcast. And today I'm going to walk you through the 10 steps you need to maximize your workouts for ultimate fat loss and building a lean physique, only needing three workouts per week. And the reason I want to do this today is because I know there's a lot of you guys that will be listening to this who have been in shape in the past, used to love working out, want to get back into it, used to play sport, but just finding it so much harder to get back into and to be consistent with. And we just want to have that feel-good spark, that enjoyment of our training back again. And the reason I want to say three workouts per week is a minimum is because you can do more, is I want to reduce your expectation of what you really need to do to get back into it. And if you can do that, then we are going to be in a sensational place going forward to not only just get in shape, but be able to sustain it and then maybe progress even further than we ever have. So the first point here is your mindset when it comes to training. If we are looking to get back into shape, drop some dead weight and build a body that feels we feel confident in, it feels healthy and is more, has more lean defined muscle on us. We need to be focusing on what we can do rather than just burning calories. If we are just focusing on burning calories, one, I don't know about you, but that's not very motivating to get up and do. Two, I think that's quite a negative association with reasons to work out. Then it also, at the same time, if we're trying to just slog out cardio to burn calories, do these HIIT workouts to burn calories, it often leads us in a position where we are moving things very fast from A to B, so not really stimulating any muscles. We're not going to change. We're going to be more beat up and sore afterwards, which is not going to make us feel good and want to move. And it's also going to spike our hunger. When I got away from trying to do workouts to burn as many calories as I possibly could, and I started just reducing the intensity, not thinking I needed to feel like death when I came out, just started focusing on, okay, the progression here with a relatively decent work rate is going to be where I get the changes from. That's where it all changed. So when you go into your workouts, think, okay, how can I perform? How much more can I lift? What do I need to do? What can I do? Did I add more reps? Even if you're doing your cardio, like what is that little progression within? How you can perform, that is going to set you up mentally for one, in a great position to actually get results. And two, just enjoy your training for life. Secondly, the foundation of your training should be around weights. If we are looking firstly from the aesthetic point of view, which I know a lot of you guys want to improve, if we just doing cardio and eating in a pretty restrictive diet and we lose weight you're often going to look like a deflated version of yourself like i did and that isn't exactly what i envisioned where if we come from the aesthetic point of view when it comes to the weight training it's going to allow us to build some lean muscle underneath so when the fat comes off we're going to look how we want to change our body shape how clothes fit in a positive way not just hanging off us because uh, there's nothing left of us it is also going to get our focus away from the scales, which is a pretty big one because as that muscle and body fat ratio comes down, it allows us to look a bit more on the things that matter, like how do we feel, how do things fit, rather than this electric little thing that we use to take our weight. But also, more importantly, from the other side of things as well, from a health perspective, it is going to allow us to produce those hormones that allow us to feel good, which is invaluable. Injuries keeps us nice and strong, stable injury prevention, which keeps us in the game for longer. Then it's going to help boost our metabolism at rest with a more muscle on us. So we don't need to be slogging out all of these things. And it is just going to be such a time efficient way to build muscle, burn body fat, and just feel good. And once you have that staple in place, then you can start adding some cardio in around that. Number three, 
the workout split itself, a lot of people try and work out what the best split for working out is. And ultimately, it is going to be the one that you can be most consistent with, which sounds quite boring, I know. But what this is a good example. I'll walk you through what I do with a lot of my clients. Is if we say for the first four to six weeks, we are doing three workouts per week. That way, if you have a lot more time in, you can repeat one of those to do a fourth. And if you do four, for six weeks, then to me, that shows you can consistently do that. Then we can program the fourth. So a good way to start here is if you do three sessions, you have options. You can do full body. You could split your sessions into front of body, back of body, and then a full body again. You could just do upper, lower and rotate them. What, as long as you have every muscle getting stimulated twice per week, that is going to allow you to Work hard, not feel like you're deaf because you're doing like a million sets for chest on one day and uh, just basically lifting pointless weight at the end. But you're going to work hard, recover well, then you'll be able to go stronger again in the next session. There's a lot of science behind stimulating muscles twice per week, which is great. But most importantly for a lot of people, it just ensures that you never miss a muscle group and you can recover well. And if we are doing that consistently for four to six weeks, you're going to rebuild your strength quickly. You're going to rebuild your muscle quickly. Then you're going to find we have gone from where we are right now, which may be a little bit detrained, to six to eight weeks' time. Your strength is going to be back. You're going to have a bit more muscle on you. You're going to be recovering better. Then you can get more into the fine details of doing all like a push-pull legs, for example. But ultimately, when it comes to splits, what can you consistently do each and every week for the long game? For most people, that will be three workouts per week. Repeat of one of them to do a fourth if you have the time. But then if we can get this new mental association with only needing three, like that was my thing when I used to think, oh man, I needed to do like five resistance training, then like six days of cardio. Poor, that was not a good mindset to be in. And that was not consistent. I made it harder to get back into. But if we start with that and we think three workouts per week is my new baseline, my new normal, then you're always going to be able to do that. Flexible around a busy working week. You can hold yourself to a high enough standard to get three workouts in. If you need to move a day, you can. And ultimately, you can recover well, feel good to go again whilst the body's adapting, then build from there. So that's what I would say from the split. It's the consistency you can stick to now. The stimulating each muscle group twice per week is the best starting point that you will need. Number four is going to be progressive overload, which is a term that gets absolutely battered now. How many times have you heard about progressive overload, tracking your lifts and all these sort of things? However, a big mistake a lot of people do is they just kind of go in there trying to work out what we are doing. We're trying to figure it out, see what is free. And it just doesn't really get us very far. So when it comes to progressive overload, yeah, it is the staple of actually muscle adaptation, strength gains and all these sort of things. But it isn't this obsession where you're always going to be lifting more. When you get back into it, you can see performance increase, but then over time it's going to peaker off. So you're not always going to keep making gains, right? But when it comes to progressive overload, this is the way I view it for you. If you're getting back into a plan, it takes one or two weeks, two to three weeks maybe to learn new movement patterns. So even though you're doing it, you're probably not stimulating too much. But then maybe weeks three to six to eight is where your actual adaptations occur. So the importance of progressive overload is doing a plan for a minimum, say, four to six weeks. I would probably say six weeks, being honest with you. That gives you a time to learn the movement and then actually progress the movement, which is going to allow you to see strength gains and build some muscle underneath. That was when I saw the biggest changes, because if you're going in there, not really knowing what you're doing, you're not putting an effort in, you're probably still learning. And uh, if you're just winging it, trying to shock the body, you're not actually getting the adaptation that you really want. So 
when it comes to progressive overload, view it like this. Six weeks minimum, tracking your lifts, what you were doing, try and get a little bit better over time. And that is where you're going to actually start seeing progress in strength, enjoyment, and in within your physique. Someone said that's in check. Then you've got to also understand with progressive overload, you're not always going to get stronger. You're not always going to add more reps. It's a part of the process. Things will plateau. And the longer you've been doing it, the less chances of those gains coming will happen. So that is my point there on progressive overload. Number five, the tempo. One, I'm going to split this into like a, two different individuals. When it comes to tempo, and especially when we come from the press of overload background, sometimes we can just be lifting weight from A to B, not really thinking about what we're doing, either just to get it done because we're being a little bit like not really feeling it, maybe a little bit lazy at times. We all do it. Or we're just trying to stroke our ego. And if you're trying to be a power lifter, then cool, we want to move things from A to B. But for most people I know, you want to lose some body fat and you actually want to stimulate some muscle underneath. So the speed and control of what you do your movements is going to be essential. And a really simple way I say this is, say your rep range is 8 to 12. Week one, do eight reps or so. Then the next two weeks, do 10, then 12, then add the weight. That's an easy way to progress it. However, do that using three seconds on a negative. So for example, if you're doing a chest press, three seconds down, pause for one second, then one second up. If you can do that, you're going to be stimulating the muscle great control and you're going to get stronger with safety and building a physique which is going to be great same with the back three seconds on the way up on a lap pull down for example then drive down half for one so if you think of three seconds at the negative so the stretching part pause for one second then drive up for one that is going to be a really good way just to do all of your movements to actually stimulate the muscle Make sure that you're making the appropriate changes whilst progressing. That's how we're going to change our physique. Because a lot of people sometimes go and just try to get it done. We've A to B really fast. Nothing gets stimulated. And some people just want to improve their ego. And I have done both. So if you just think three seconds, pause, drive, that is a good tempo you can use for pretty much every single lift going forward, unless your program has any other specificities. But as a staple, that is one thing that I would say would be essential. Number six, I want to give you a nice little framework in terms of a, maybe a 12-week progression of training blocks. So say you were doing a chest press, a goblet squat, a row, and, and an RDL. First six weeks, first four to six weeks, do between eight to 12 reps using that tempo. That is a great way to start if you're getting back into training. I'm literally walking you through some of the goals that I do with some of my clients. That is a good way to get yourself back into it. It's in the muscle building zones. It's not too low, so the weight's not going to be too heavy, so you're not going to be like injuring yourself. And it's going to be building a great base for strength, getting back in the zone, building some muscle again, and making sure everything's slow, controlled, so you're doing things properly. Then, after that six weeks, you can move to the six to ten rep ranges, which means now that you have your base, you can the mind-muscle connection is back, you're doing things correctly, you can now up the weight and do lower reps which means you are going to be now with quality tempo with a bit more muscle doing higher loading, so higher weight, which is really going to maximize your strength, staying within those safety uh, rep ranges. Anything below six, five or six, I find you end up just hurting yourself. It's quite hard to recover from, and it's easy to just kind of lose what you're trying to do. But then you can maximize your strength within those. You do that for six weeks. You're going to see your strength go through the roof, and at the same time, you are going to be still stimulating muscle because you're doing things correctly. Then, so that's the next four to six weeks. Then after that, you can do the 
anywhere from like 10 to 20 rep ranges. So you can still keep your strength movements at like a, the chest can still be anywhere from six to 10, but then the isolation around that, you can do like 10 to 20 reps. That way we are going to be tapping into those higher rep zones, which is going to be getting you a savage pump on. And after doing some strength work, you are not going to get as much of a pump, but when you go back into the high rep ranges, you're really going to feel it more, which obviously from a muscle growth perspective is going to be cool, but from a mental perspective, it's going to be pretty fun. And then you do that. So what you've done there is you've actually gone through a 12 to 18 week block of rebuilding some base muscle, getting some strength in, then going through some pump work. Then after that, what you can actually find is you can either rotate through those cycles, or you can actually just find what you really enjoy out of those. And it could be a combination. It could be just one of them. For example, some people I know, some of my clients, they love the strength work, but then they love the pump work at the end. So we can mix and match. But for myself now, I found that I really enjoy anything from about the eight to 15 rep ranges. I find that I feel that I don't need to, it doesn't beat me up. I enjoy getting a pump on. But what you can do there is then find what really works for you and what really enjoys and what you really enjoy. And but because you've gone through all those cycles, you're going to be strong, healthy, have good muscle on you. And as long as you're doing quality form within six to 20 odd rep reps, you can be building muscle, building strength, feeling good and in it for the long game. Number seven, time efficiency. So I know a lot of people right now are going to be incredibly busy and they've got all these things uh, that may be going on and it's quite hard to kind of, sometimes like you got to do it at lunch, before work, after work, and it's like you want to get in and out. So a few time efficiency things that we could do is, I often think first and foremost, if you're doing anything below the six rep ranges, that means you'll probably need to rest from two to three minutes, which is quite a lot of rest. So if you're someone who loves that i'd maybe do that on a weekend but if you're someone who is very busy uh, you've got to get in and out if you do say anywhere from the 8 to 15 20 rep ranges for movements have like a minute to a minute and a half rest it's going to make sure that you stimulate everything that can get in and out relatively quick but alternatively a good method we use is antagonistic so if you're doing a workout it is super setting muscle groups that don't interfere so if you're doing a full body session i'll give you two examples you could do a chest press straight into a goblet squat they're not going to interfere with each other then you take your rest then you can go back into doing the superset it could also be a chest into a back so you could do an inclined dumbbell press into a prone row laying on the bench we're right next to each other based on the practicalities if you do one straight into the other you're going to obviously get the heart rate up, which would be cool. You get a good pump on, you'll stimulate everything, and it won't be really affecting the strength of the other one. So that is a really good way to actually just get a bit of time efficiency out of your workout rather than just trying to do like a 20-minute hit. I'd rather you go in, you do superset, rest. So three sets on a superset, then do a proper rest, then do another double superset with your rest. So do th and then another one. So do three individual three separate supersets within a session that'll take you 45 minutes that means heart rates up it's going to feel like a little bit circuit based because you're even the heart rate up but you're stimulating all the muscles doing things correctly so you're also you're getting a nice bang for your buck so that's what i would recommend if you're really short for time if not all good and the reason sometimes i say full body there as well is because from a time efficiency perspective you're stimulating all the muscles in the body which means nothing gets missed you're going to release a lot of the good hormones that come with all muscle growth throughout the body are being stimulated rather. And also at the same time, it just burns quite a few calories from what you were doing. So it means you're not missing anything. You're stimulating everything. It burns a lot of calories within the session. Then you can just move on to the next one. Right. When we come into maybe a bit more of, it can be a blend of the time efficiency 
and the cardio per se is the metcons you see right now everyone's got all these assault bikes all these metcons all these crazy workouts online you know and what i would say is sometimes when i look at these things they just don't make any sense it's like why are we doing a curl into a burpee it's just like what why it makes no sense but if you're going to do a metcon so what a metcon is it's kind of like interval based what i would say is make sure it matches the session that you were doing a good example here is say you have done a full body session your metcon could be 10 minutes, three rounds of each of these. You could do a goblet squat, followed by some push-ups, followed by a core exercise. And that could be a good circuit. If you wanted to do a cardio machine, something on a salt bike, it could be so simple. Like, and people overplay this when it comes to like interval stuff. Um, it could just be a minute on, a minute off. Do that for 10 minutes. Just follow, start with 30 on, one minute off and build up every week. Or you could start with doing, say, six minutes intense and add in a minute every week. But when it comes to more the metcons and the conditioning stuff you see with resistance these days, what I would say is this. If you're doing a full body session, a good example could be pick two exercises, one upper body, one lower body that aren't going to intervene with each other. And just do one, two rounds of each back to back for 10 minutes, maybe a minute rest in between each. Good examples here could be goblet squat into a press up. It could be the prowler into a press up. It could be the rower into press up two things that aren't intervening with each other a poor example i would say would be if you're doing like press up shoulder press um then a skier because your delts are just going to be fun and you're just going to overtrain. you could even do things such as a kettlebell swing into something upper body based but a good example as i said is like a poor one to potentially do is if you're is the shoulders but it could be something more lower back fatiguing so if you're doing something like a kettlebell swing into a rubber doesn't really make much sense so to keep this short and simple if you want to do a metcon slash interval based work at the end of what i would say is pick either if you're on a machine pick a time duration and a restoration and either try and increase the time you work every week for four to six weeks or add one round per week if you were doing something such as a resistance-based metcon two to three exercises that don't intervene with each other that have done similar muscle groups to what you have worked on that day and just do one set of one one set of the other rest a little and keep going then again you have the options of if you did a goblet squat into a press up for example you have the option of like a few reps on the goblet squat a few reps on the push up a bit of weight every week or you could have one round and then going into your next spot you could do something else same with intervals and a machine obviously pick two movements do three to four sets on each back to back that work within the muscles you have used that session. That way you're going to still get some muscle growth and gains from it, burn a lot of calories and get that cardio that you're looking for from it. Number nine is going to be actually the cardio itself now. Now, as someone who has been into running for, I mean, running weights for a very long period of time, I've only just got back into running. So what I would say is if you are looking to get your cardio in, I think from an actual physical perspective, from a fat loss, what we need to start on is going to be foundations of our weights doing that in then if we're going to add then we need to make sure we're focusing on bases such as our steps around that that's going to be our foundation when it comes to cardio it's a challenge because i know so many people enjoy it and i enjoy it but i genuinely feel better when i'm not doing as much of it but if you say to, you've got to be careful where you're adding it in I often give my clients, a, if they want a specific, like a running, we'll program something. If they like a class or something, that can be like a free one on a weekend. But what I would say is start off with doing 
a lower impact, lower intensity on another day. Because as you were doing the weight training, that is going to be quite physically demanding. And if you could do like a 20 to 40 minutes of a cardio on another day, whether that's running, cycling, build that time up slowly, then that's going to be a nice low impact way. It's going to help you burn calories, help you recover well. But most importantly, when it comes to cardio, this is all I want to say here is it will help with fat loss. Yes. After the weight training and the daily habits are in check, start off small build up over time so if you're someone who's doing two three weight session you want to get one or two cardio in for the first block of cardio you do do like say 15 to 20 minutes then add it up over time so you now have a base where your body can handle both don't obsess over it and just fit it in around so for example now i went from doing lots of weight training to doing a half marathon which impacted my weights quite a lot but now i do a blend where i do two like five to seven k's low intensity around the weight training so when it comes to cardio just remember, get the weights as the foundation in first. Don't put your life on the cardio unless you're someone who really wants to get into it and you want to do the running and start off small. So do 20 minutes or so, build a little bit up over time and try not to do anything over 45 to an hour as a baseline unless you're really trying to push something. That way it's going to have you in a nice healthy blend. And remember the cardio not to try and smash yourself because unless you're trying to train for an event, like a performance event, that's really going to knock on your recovery. When I was doing the intense runs for like a long period of time, that was where my recovery, I felt way worse after. So remember with a lot of the cardio is it sometimes I would just say my personal preference, if you want to maximize your training is get those foundations in place, start with one or two cardio sessions around if you really want to build up slowly. And if you are doing like two to three weight sessions plus two, three low intensity cardio sessions of like 20 to 40 minutes, that's going to have you in a very healthy and sustainable place. And this is in terms from a fat loss and feel good perspective, not a performance perspective. And the last session, the last point here, number 10, is going to be don't get obsessed with having everything to be perfect. Some days you're going to have to deviate from your plan. Some days you're not going to lift more weight. Some days it's not going to feel like the best session. And it's perfectly normal. Don't be waiting around the gym for everything that's specific on your plan. If you need to change a movement. So, for example, say you've got to do a back movement, but the lap pull down is taken. Just go in and do a different mat back movement as long as you're following the template your plan then you're all good because a lot of the time is we obsess about things being perfect feeling like we can train at the right time feel like we need to make progress feel like everything just needs to perfectly align be on plan all this but sometimes it's not going to be that case so my last point there is number 10 is don't be so obsessed with everything needing to be perfect i used to be like that everything needs to be optimal and i didn't enjoy training anymore so have your plan have your structure don't be afraid to deviate it. Understand you're not always going to progress. And that's just a perfectly normal part of the process. As I record this right now, I probably lifted less weight than I have in a while <laughs> this week because I just haven't been as fatigued. Maybe not as motivated. So keep that in mind. So guys, just to recap that, I wanted to do today just to give you more of a brief intro and a nice little 10-step breakdown in terms of how you can get yourself back into not only just enjoying training again, but maximizing it for what you really need to do. The first one is your mindset. Focus on when you're doing your workouts, how you can form over the calories that you burn. Number two, it is build your training foundation around weight training. It's going to help you change the way you look, your confidence, you're going to be healthier and feel good and strong. And then add cardio in around that once that is the staple. Thirdly, the split is going to be, you've got to start with something that you can consistently do, then build on over time. If you've been detrained, you're going to be a bit out of it. You're not going to be as able to recover. So give yourself some time to get back into it. Then you can go from there. Perfect split. You can change splits from full body, push ball legs, upper, lower. But 
first thing that matters is what could I definitely stick to? That's all that matters from the beginning. Then it's going to be overload. We need to focus on sticking to a certain plan to allow our body to learn the movements, then give it time to add a bit more weight, add a few more reps and be consistent to get those strength and muscle gain adaptations that we want. We're not always going to progress, but that is something we should be looking for. Number five is going to be the tempo and the speed that you are using for your training. Always think, I'm not just trying to be as strong as humanly possible, unless that is the goal. And I'm not just going to get in and out for the sake of it. Focus on quality form and make sure that suck up burns. So slow it down, feel the muscle, make it burn, then try and progress. A three seconds slow in on the stretch, a pause for one second, then a drive, wherever that is, the pull towards you on a pull movement or a push away from you on a push movement is a great thing just to think about every time you're doing it. Right. Six, the example training blocks. So for the next three blocks, you could start with, if you're getting back into it, eight to 12, six weeks, then move into six to 10 for six weeks, then move into 10 to 20 for six weeks. Then you can find what you enjoy and then we can create your plan from there. And that gives you like literally like a year's long worth of training blocks. Number seven, time efficiency. If you have to get in and out, maybe doing moderate rep ranges of shorter reps is a best idea for you. And then at the same time, you can superset muscles that aren't going to interfere. So an upper body and a lower body, not a back into a deadlift because that's going to interfere, not a chest into a shoulder because that's going to interfere, but maybe doing say like a chest press into a goblet squat or doing a push like a chest press into a, a row, which is going to be doing, you do them back to back, stimulate the muscles, don't interfere, then rest, time efficient, gets a good workout in, boom, you're out. When it comes to Metcons and HIT, I would say on the day that you're doing the HIT, if it's on the same day as a workout, because do 10 to 15 minutes at the end of the session and use the muscle groups that you've used so you are still stimulating them and not overtraining others. And just do pick maybe either one machine, which is related to the workout that you've done, and you could do like a minute on, minute off. Or you could just do at the end of a, say, a full body session, you could do goblet squats into ski erg. You could do back-to-back -back for 10 minutes. Good example. When it comes to cardio, cardio will help. It is not going to help you build a lean physique from the actual adaptations that you do. However, I understand. We like it. I like a bit of it now. And it can help us feel good. So instead of thinking you need to beast yourself into the ground, which is going to lift you beat up, under-trained, under-recovered, um, and really hungry, start off with maybe doing some lower intensity for 20 minutes, then build that up over time till you can consistently do around 40 minutes. Then that would be a good zone. But just from the cardio perspective, don't think it's the B1 end all for getting in shape. And you can blend it in well with a weight training. Number 10 is don't be so obsessed. Sometimes you're not going to progress. Sometimes things may go backwards. Sometimes you may not have to adapt your plan. Sometimes your machines will be taken. Don't be so obsessed on everything needing to be perfect. The most important thing for most of you right now is you're getting in there, you're eating well, you're training to a decent level, and that is where the change is going to be. If you did your plan for two weeks and had to change the movement the next week, you're probably still going to make some decent progress. So don't obsess. So guys, I hope that was useful. Let me know which one of those points really hit home the most and what you need to improve from here. If you have been listening to this on the podcast, go to nick.lockwood.01 on Instagram, drop me a DM with the word podcast and let me know what your biggest takeaways are. And guys, I hope that was useful. Look forward to speaking to you soon. Take care.